are listening to Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source, and amateur radio for everyone. Now here are your hosts, Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD. Well, hello everybody and welcome. You have tuned in to episode number 410 of Linux in the Ham Shack, the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet. And increasing in terrificness tonight because it is our Weekender episode. And the Weekender is where we tell you about all the upcoming amateur radio and open source events, conferences, and things that you can do, lots of uh, things that you can try, new technologies, and things just to keep yourself entertained. And then we get down to the bottom of the show and we dive into hedonism so that while you are participating in all these activities, you can find some great food, some great booze, and sometimes even some great music that you can just uh, participate in while you're enjoying life and having a great time. So go ahead and get started here. I'm Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD. And we usually start the weekender with Bill telling us about amateur radio contests that are coming up. And today is not going to be any different. So, Bill, go ahead. And what do we have on tap for the next couple of weeks? Yeah, and as usual, we get these from contestcalendar.com, the most amazing contestcalendar.com in the universe. So, yeah, this uh, this weekend looks pretty good. Uh, you know, we came off a, a pretty busy uh, QSO party weekend last weekend. Sorry we didn't get those out to you, but uh, hopefully you had fun in the uh, the big churro, the three or four big QSO parties that run the 7QP, the Northeast QSO party, and several others. <laughs> but this weekend we have a couple of different contests that we've mentioned in the past. Uh, the first one is the CQM International DX Contest. This one runs from 1200 Zulu May 8th to 1159 Zulu May 9th. Bands are 160 meters through 10 meters, no work. Modes there are single sideband and CW. The main goals of the International DX Contest, uh, CQM, are to unite people in peaceful coexistence and to contact as many other amateurs in as many other countries on the list of the P150C award as possible. Judging is carried out only on the received log, so we welcome any log, even if you only have one QSO. So make sure you uh, send in your logs to this. And you can check out the uh, rules in the show notes or over there on contestcalendar.com. Another one this weekend, we have the Volta Worldwide Riddy Contest. Get your warble, warble, warble on. And this one runs from 1200 Zulu May 8th to 1200 Zulu May 9th. Bands there are 80 meters through 10 meters. No work. Mode, of course, is Aritti. The single sideband Aritti Club of Como and the ARI, A-R-I, the Associazione Radio Amatori Italiani, are pleased to announce the details of the 55th Alessandro Volta RX-DX contest. This contest is organized to increase interest in Aritti mode as used by radio amateurs and to honor the Italian discoverer of electricity, Alessandro Volta. So check out that contest if you want to do some Aritti. And our state QSO party challenge and uh, worked all QSO party challenges uh, this weekend. Looks like we have Arkansas is on tap. So uh, that's going to be available this weekend. So pick that state up and add it to your list of uh, QSO parties. Next weekend, uh, really quiet weekend for contests. Uh, the only one I could pick out here that had any length of time <laughs> was His Majesty King of Spain contest. 
And this one runs from 1200 Zulu May 15th to 1200 Zulu May 16th. Bands there are 160 meters through 10 meters. No work. Mode is CW. It's a little Morse code for you. This contest is sponsored by the Union de Radioaficionados Españoles, or the URE, and is open to all amateurs. So uh, get in there and uh, work some CWs and try to work uh, Spain, of course. <laughs> and there are no state QSO party challenges next weekend, so uh, you get a get a weekend off before, uh, before we dive into another fortnight. So that's what we got on tap for contests. And uh, as a little bit of foreshadowing, I will suggest that if you're working His Majesty King of Spain contest, you wait to find out what I'm reviewing tonight, and you have some of that. <laughs> we have a pairing. We have a pairing. That's right. And I'm pretty sure that pairing uh, alcohol and ham radio contests doesn't happen all that often. But, uh, <laughs> Especially not CW. That's yeah, sloppy, yeah. Right? <laughs> Have a little sloppy fist there and uh, don't go googling sloppy fist because you will not like the results um let's see we're moving on to amateur radio special event stations i actually threw four in here because i'm, I'm thinking of actually just not even mentioning that that one at the bottom because yeah yeah we should probably <laughs> pass that yeah. one for now <laughs> okay so special event stations coming up we have first off the wyoming rookie rodeo this will be from May 1st through May 15th. Obviously, some of that time has already expired. Uh, they'll be operating 0600-1800 Zulu daily for the rest of the time. Call sign November 7 Whiskey. Frequencies on are about 7.282, 18.130, and 14.282, and potentially some JS8 call. So, uh, hey, we've been talking about JS8 call. Maybe this is your opportunity to try some. Uh, we're celebrating the addition to the ham community of six new hams in our tiny rural Wyoming town of Saratoga. We'll be operating mainly on May 1st through 2nd, 8th through 9th, and May 15th. These hams look forward to your call. Questions or comments about Wyoming are encouraged. Our new hams are interested in hearing how and why you got started in ham radio. And we will have several prospective hams on site, so your enthusiasm will be very much appreciated. So while they're on the air, get in contact with November 7 Whiskey. Uh, I, uh, it's too bad they didn't get November 6 whiskey because that would be like new six Wyoming, <laughs> but you know, can't, can't have everything. So, yeah. Uh, next we have the Bigfoot radio net spring expedition 2021. This will be operating May 10th through May 15th. Call sign is Kilo Foxtrot five Tango hotel Bravo frequencies on or about 7.255 and 14.255 phone. Bigfoot Radio Net Expeditionary Team will be cruising the wilds of the boundary regions of Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. I thought the Bigfoot was like Washington, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> Maritime Mobile Ops via Pirogi, Pirog, Piroguay, Pirogui. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think it's getting any better. <laughs> yeah, whatever that word is. Uh, Ed Canoe in various bayous, swamps, and lakes are possible. The big man of the forest has often been seen and heard in these parts. Wow, he walked all the way from Washington to Texas? Crap. The big man of the forest, uh, yeah, let's see, track, progress, and send messages via APRS to KF5THB-7. Start and stop times are approximate. Radio operations will be running backwoods, solar-powered, tent-sheltered, gorilla-style. Stop by, say hi, go boo! <laughs> FMI, check out the Bigfoot Radio Net Facebook page from time to time to get the latest development plans, schedules, and frequencies. And a link to that, of course, is in the show notes. So there you go. It's pronounced pirogue. Pirogue? 
Yes. You know, I pronounced it four different ways and none of them were that. Yeah, no, it's, it's pierogi. <laughs> so, so what's a pierogi? It is a type of boat. Well, we got that. What is it? <laughs> uh, a, a canoe. It's it's a French canoe. It's so, a French canoe. Okay. Yeah. Canoe français. Yeah, it's it, according to Wikipedia. <laughs> so, in other words, it's, it's a douche canoe. <laughs> 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 According to Wikipedia, shut up. <laughs> it's any of various small boats, particularly dugouts and native canoes. The word is French and derived from Spanish, parawa, and comes from the Caribe, para. Okay. Sure. <laughs> There's a lot of foreign language going on in this show, and it's not going to get any better. I can tell you that right now. So just take another sip; you'll be fine. So <laughs> yeah, I might just do that after I'm done reading. <laughs> Butchering uh, foreign languages weekly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, pretty much. Okay, so our our last uh, contest that or not contest special event station that I'm going to mention this week is Chicken Dinner Road. This will be operating May 22nd and 23rd from 1600 to 1800 Zulu and possibly longer. Uh, call sign is Kilo 7 Sierra Whiskey India. Frequencies on or about 3.850, 7.250, and 146.520. I don't think you're really supposed to do special events and stuff on 146.52, but <laughs> <laughs> it was it was in the note. Uh, obviously, those uh, those frequencies indicate phone operation. The Southwest Idaho Amateur Radio Club will be commemorating the original chicken dinner that took place on Chicken Dinner Road about 100 years ago. There are different versions of the story available, but the most popular is that a local named Laura Lamb was famous in the area for her delicious fried chicken dinners, complete with rolls and fresh apple pie. She and her husband knew then that I knew the then Idaho State Governor Ben Ross, who told Lamb that if she could get the road graded and graveled, he would see to it that it was oiled. That was a weird switch from apple pie to grading roadways, but okay. Um, <laughs> Governor Ross was good on his word, and the local kids started chanting chicken dinner every time the school bus turned down the road. An anonymous person painted the words Lamb's Chicken Dinner Avenue on the road, and these supposedly are the reasons the road got its name. A certificate is available if you send a self-addressed stamped envelope and a buck. If you just want a QSL, you just need to send a self-addressed stamped envelope and your QSL card. Everyone is welcome and encouraged to visit the SWIARC at the the SWIARC at the special event. We hope to hear you on the air. Yeah, Chicken Dinner Avenue. <laughs> I, I, I didn't realize they just let the citizenry pave roads. I, <laughs> apparently, that's how they yeah. do things. Well, hundred years ago. Yeah, yeah. Apparently so. All right, so moving on, we have an announcement that's been a continuing announcement because I have not had time to rebuild the mailing list, but I'm still working on it. And uh, thanks to some um, demographics, I guess we can call it, from the QSO Today uh, Virtual Ham Expo, uh, we were able to find out all of the people who visited our booth during the event, and there were 370 of them. Wow. So not bad at all. So thanks to everybody who stopped by. And uh, since you all had email addresses associated with your uh, ticket, uh, you'll be added to the list, which means you're uh, going to have to opt out on your own if you don't want to be a part of it. I'm just telling you that now. 
<laughs> provided Russ ever gets the list done. Uh, provided I ever get it done. Yes, that's correct. There, there's a big caveat there, but we'll <laughs> we're, we're working on it. I, I assure. Yeah, odds are <laughs> <laughs> we'll be talking about this next year. Yeah, we got that mailing list uh, still. We're on Mailman Twenty now, and uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for the vote of confidence. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, so moving on, we have a Linux in the Hamshack ham radio challenge for this week. And I just picked an easy one, which is, uh, based on our last deep dive, uh, download and build or install from package JS eight call and give it a try. I have actually tried to do it, but I'm having a problem with, uh, ham live and rig control. So, uh, I may be having to go on a mailing list to, uh, have that problem addressed and we'll see, but, but I am actively trying to use JS eight call to make contacts. So maybe you should try the same. Awesome. Yeah, I just installed it the other day when we were talking about it. So <laughs> on the, the new shack, shack box. So cool. Well, maybe you and I will have a QSO on JSA call. Yes. Sounds good. <laughs> okay. About the same time the mailing list comes back. Yeah, it'll be right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's move on to this weekend in open source. And Bill is going to tell you about a distribution that you might have heard of before. That's right. Fedora 34 is out. It's released. It's there. It's great. It's awesome. Uh, Fedora Workstation focuses on the desktop. Of course, they have other versions of Fedora, you know, IOC for uh, containers and then, uh, you know, IoT one for, or, or core. I can't remember. Core IoT. There's core for containers and IoT for obviously Internet of Things devices. But anyway, we're going to talk about Workstation because that's what we want to talk about desktops. Uh, it's geared towards uh, software developers who want a just works Linux operating system experience. This release features GNOME 40, the next step in focused distraction free computing. Uh, GNOME 40 brings improvements to navigation, whether you use a trackpad, a keyboard, or a mouse. The app grid and settings have been redesigned to make interaction more intuitive. With update key programming language and system library packages, including Ruby 3.0 and Golang 1.16, in Fedora KDE Plasma, uh, oh yeah, in Fedora KDE Plasma, they switched from X11 to Wayland as the default. So maybe that's why I didn't see it when I did mine. <laughs> Let's not mention the move to Pipewire. Oh, Pipewire! Yes. So yeah, I went through uh, and upgraded both my boxes. Both of mine were Fedora 33, and I pushed them to 34, and uh, it works great. So uh, we'll probably talk about more about that in the future. But uh, if you want to try uh, try out a new distro and you haven't tried Fedora in a while, 34 is out hot and uh, it's pretty nice. Check it out. All right. It's the new sexy from the Red Hat team so or the Fedora Foundation. I guess it's not Red Hat, is it? Well, I mean, it kind sort of is, of. but it yeah, kind it's of, all yeah. the same sort of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Check out the new sexy. It's 34. All right. And that means we're coming down to open source events that are coming up. And uh, interestingly, in this list tonight, we're going to mention one that is supposed to happen in person for the first time in a while. So <sighs> we'll see how that goes. Anyway, Cheryl usually reads our open source conferences. And so here she is. All right. Our first one is the Tech Nation Conference. It is May 10th through the 12th. It is online. It is free. 
the information for it is the new and improved edition of Tech Nation is approaching past this year fully online. Three days of developer mayhem. Every day between 1600 and 1900, we will deliver quality content. At Tech Nation, you can broaden your knowledge at our hands-on labs, technical sessions, live demonstrations, and workshops, which are all focused on technology of the next era. TechNation 2021 will bring more than a thousand developers and the best speakers from all over the world. Feature topics are AI and ML, IoT and embedded, developer experience, modern infrastructure, security, and new and cool. Share your passion with like-minded people, improve your skills, and have fun with an easygoing atmosphere at TechNation. The next one is the International Conference on Open Source Systems. It's May 12th and 13th. It is online. It is free. The 17th International Conference on Open Source Systems aims at providing an international forum where a diverse community of professionals from academia, industry, and the public sector and diverse FLOSS initiatives can come together to share research findings and practical experiences. The conference is also a forum to provide information and education to practitioners, identify directions for further research, and to be ongoing platforms for technology transfer, no matter which form of FLOSS is being pursued. And our last one is the one that is an in-person event, at this point anyway. It's Open Source World East. It is set for June 22nd through the 25th, and it will be in Miami, Florida. The cost is anywhere from free to $2,399. And the information for that is open source enthusiasts from all over the world will be at Open Source World. Be there as the community gathers to share their open source passion. Hear the latest open source news and project updates, gain access to in-depth technical sessions, participate in networking opportunities, meet potential collaborators and review and discuss detailed case studies of open source projects. Discover how open source, the world's most widely used open source telephony software, can save you money and empower you to create more flexible telephony solutions. And all of the links for more information will be in the show notes. I realized I cut some stuff out of that and it made the end of that really weird. So really weird. Yeah. I was like, okay, um, there's probably some information here about telephony that should be here somewhere. So, well, anyway, it's a conference and you can check it out. There's one more conference in here that I saw we didn't mention, but is coming up really soon. It's not specifically open source, but there are many open source components to it. And that is Google IO is uh, coming up here and it's free to register for. So, hey, you gotta love free, free and virtual. And it's uh, May 18th through May 20th online. So just uh, Google, Google IO, <laughs> especially if you use Flutter or do any type of app development, stuff like that. It's always a good conference for uh, finding out the latest, greatest technologies and uh, uh, Flutter and stuff like that. And with Ubuntu using Flutter for uh, some of their stuff now, uh, definitely uh, worthwhile to uh, check out that conference as well. So check it out. All right. Very good. And uh, when we get done with the open source conferences, I usually have a Linux in the Hamshack open source challenge. And I always like when I can be lazy and hedonistic and just reiterate the one from before. So um, <laughs> since JSA call is both amateur radio and open source related, let's just go ahead and reiterate that you should download and build or install from package JSA call and get on the air. And uh, we're all going to be trying it soon. So uh, maybe you can talk to one of us. And if not, talk to somebody else. You know, there's people out there. They're, they're using it. Even though I have uh, had trouble 
getting on the air with it, I can still see people communicating with JSA call. So, so Don's mentioning a group call sign for Linux in the ham shack and JSA call. What's a group call sign. Did I miss that? Is there a group call sign for Linux in the ham shack in JSA call? I maybe, did we miss talking about that? <laughs> Cause I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what a group call sign is. <laughs> I don't know what a group call sign is either, but it sounds like something we should figure out what it is and set one up. If, uh, if that's a thing we can do. So it would most likely be AF zero SS, right? <laughs> well, I mean, that's a club call. I mean, I, I think what he's saying is you can do, um, Oh, well, yeah, he's suggesting AF zero SS. So yeah, let me look into that, Don, and, uh, I will get back to you. We'll get back to everybody at some point. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Uh, some more about JSA call that somehow we, we passed Missed. over, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> So now we come down to the good stuff. Let's dive right into hedonism. And we always start off hedonism with great food, things to fill your belly, because regardless of what else happens in the world, everybody needs to eat. And Cheryl is going to tell us a better way to do it. So what's on tap for tonight? Tonight is a cream de menthe chocolate pie. This is a retro recipe that came out of the 50s so and it you know it kind of suits me well since i'm a lazy cook in the summer and i love super easy desserts so this is the best of both worlds and you get a boozy buzz to go with it so um obviously people in the 50s knew how to party or something i don't know but it requires um 25 chocolate sandwich cookies we're thinking oreo here um some butter some marshmallow cream, some creme de menthe liqueur, and you'll probably want the green for this because you want a pretty green pie, and two cups of whipping cream. And uh, the rest of the instructions will be in the show notes. And then for my mixed drink corner, I just continued on, and it's my drink I picked is the grasshopper, which you need uh, cream, a white creme de cacao, and, and green creme de menthe. Uh, and then you need some grated chocolate or cocoa powder or something, graham crackers to rim your glass with. And of course, all those directions will be in the show notes as well. So if you like mint, the recipes today are definitely very minty. So yeah, don't, don't Google rim your glass either. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, like a good rimming. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. So. <laughs> Yes, that's why we call this hedonism. It's all the things you should stay away from on the interwebs. <laughs> oh, yeah, so that's true. Although there there were a couple of tips on the drink that I found. Um, you should definitely use green uh, creme de menthe with this because if you use uh, and white creme de cacao because if you use the brown creme de cacao or the white creme de menthe, you get kind of a muddy colored pie. Um, and apparently. Um, you can do a brandy float on the top of it, um, which you'll see some addition to that with Russ's thing. Um, and you can use ice cream instead of heavy cream. You can add vodka to it to give it a little more kick. Uh, you can use flavored vodka. Um, so, and you can also do it as a, as a party shot. So... All right. Well, thank you for all the Options. tips. Oh, uh, yeah. There you go. So, 
just the tips. Don't Google just that either. Just the tips. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just don't do anything about tip on Google. Yeah. yeah anything that. we actually say, don't Google it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So thank you for that. That sounds good. And the, that actually might go good with um, all of the Spanish I'm going to try and get through here in, <laughs> in the next couple of minutes. Uh, for my drink corner tonight, I have departed from the usual whiskey and scotch and so forth, and uh, we're going to talk about some Spanish brandy, just to uh, change things up a little bit. And this particular brandy is Cardinal, Car well, okay, I've already screwed that up. So Cardinal Mendoza Solera Gran Reserva. Uh, Cardinal Mendoza Clasico is a Solera Gran Reserva Brandy de Jerez, which is a whole lot of way of saying it's a brandy made from sherry. Uh, created from a selection of the best Hollandas, the finest spirit, distilled slowly in Alquitaras, or pot stills, which are aged in a traditional system known as Soleras and Criaderas. Cardinal Mendoza Clasico is an exceptional brandy de Jerez, aged for an average of 15 years in Oloroso and Pedro Jimenez sherry wine casks. One of the biggest Soleras in Jerez, the scale of this Solera guarantees proper aging for the average of 15 years and exceptional quality for the brandy Cardinal Mendoza Clasico. In 1877, the Sanchez Romate family started producing brandy for private consumption. Word of its fine quality spread, and the bodega decided to bottle it for commercial sale with the name Cardinal Mendoza. The name pays homage to the first Cardinal Mendoza, Don Pedro Gonzalez de Mendoza, 1423-1495, a prominent historical figure in 15th century Spain, as counselor to King Ferdinand II and Queen Isabella I, Isabel I, he had the complete confidence of the Queen and played decisive roles in supporting Columbus's first voyage to the Americas and in the unification of Spain. So there you go. And uh, all we care about is that there's booze. <laughs> it's 15th century Spain, not 5th century Spain. I said, said 15th. I said 15th. Oh, did you? Okay. You corrected yeah. it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I corrected it, but yeah, so sorry. I thought he said fifth, and I was like, uh, no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said 15th. Uh, okay, so for the mash bill I put in here, it's 100% sherry because it's distilled from sherry, which means it's made from grapes because it's wine. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, the proof it's bottled at is 80 proof or 40% alcohol. It comes from Cadiz in Spain. The color on it is a super, super dark mahogany color. I don't know if they color it or not, um, but it's way darker than any whiskey I've ever seen. Nose, taste, and finish. There's a lot of stuff here. Uh, on the nose, you get wood spice from the barrel aging because it has been in barrels for at least 15 years. So you're going to notice some of that. You get caramel, cinnamon buns, prunes, coffee, vanilla, pepper, and orange peel. And that's just from smelling it. <laughs> that's not even <laughs> tasting it. So when you taste it, you get raisins, prunes, figs, herbal tea, dark chocolate, and hazelnut. And uh, that sort of develops on your tongue. And after, a, well, I would say a medium to medium long finish, you're left with some peppery barrel notes, raisins, and peppermint, and maybe even a touch of that sort of vanilla and orange zesty kind of thing going on in there. This stuff, kind of like the uh, Diplomatico rum that we talked about a few episodes ago, is definitely more of a after dinner kind of thing. This is not something you're just going to like 
pour during the middle of the day and drink it. It's very sweet, um, very tasty. And you definitely want to drink it at room temperature and you don't want to mix it with anything because this stuff is just really, really good. And I have to give a shout out to my mom who introduced me to this stuff. <laughs> she has a, a taste or a, a penchant for Spanish brandy. She's introduced me to two or three different Spanish brandies. And of the ones that she really likes, this is my favorite. When you, if even if your palate's not super sophisticated, you're going to taste. It has a it has a little edge, like a grappa, because of it being distilled from wine. But it basically tastes like a big bowl of sweet raisins. Even if you're not refined enough to pick out all the other stuff that's going on, it's so sweet and so tasty, and just has that sort of grapey, raisiny, just sweet, caramely. I don't know. It's it's really good. I mean, I think anybody could drink this stuff. The only the only reason I didn't give this a higher rating is because because it's been aged in barrels so long, it has an ever so slight like sort of acrid tannic quality to it. It's something that I taste in grappa as well, which is a very minor detractor to the whole thing. So it could have been rated higher if it wasn't for that. But overall, it's just fantastic. You can find it pretty much anywhere. I mean, Total Wine has it. Any any major liquor store is going to have it. It runs fifty to sixty dollars a bottle, depending on where you're buying it from. And I gave it a solid ninety-seven. Other than that little tannic woody sort of thing that goes on on the initial taste, it's it's essentially a perfect liquor. So you should definitely get yourself some of this if you got fifty-five bucks to burn, and you happen to be at the liquor store. Yeah. <laughs> From what I can says, find, Ted says that's not brandy; it's cognac. Yeah. <laughs> From what I can find, it is not colored. Okay, that yeah. is a natural coloration. So yeah, it's it's amazingly dark. Then I mean, it comes in a dark bottle, so you can't tell. But it's like it's it's like in a brown beer bottle, colored bottle. But when the liquid comes out of the bottle, it's the same it's color. Same color, right? <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> You know, take that for what it's worth. But anyway, there you go. Cardinal Mendoza Solera Gran Reserva Brandy de Jerez. A little, a little bit of a departure there, but it's definitely worth a taste if you can get your hands on some. So what do you got, Bill? Anything? No, I'm just uh, sipping on a little drambouille here. One of your other high, high rated. <laughs> a scotch? <drinks. laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, very good. I needed some cough syrup, so, you know, I... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Bought a bottle bit Drambuie instead. Yeah, I figured uh, that's better than anything else. <laughs> so, enjoy. Yes. All right, very good. Well, that actually brings us down to the end, sadly, of this weekender. But we really want to thank everybody who was here tonight, who uh, participated in uh, the show with us and was listening live and in the chat room. We had Ted, WA0EIR, Tony, K4XSS, Don, KC9ZMY, Stacy KB7YS, Darren VK6EK, John K1BTZ, Don KB2YSI, and Steve K7HVT. So thanks everybody who uh, who joined us tonight and listened to us ramble on about all the good things in life. We really appreciate that. We appreciate everybody who listens to the show and supports us and uh, gives us feedback and is just in some way interacting with us. We appreciate each and every one of you, and we hope you to continue to listen. And our next episode will be a short topics episode. So stay tuned for that. And there will, of course, be a deep dive following that. So lots of good stuff coming up. Thanks, everybody, once again. 
and we will definitely catch you all next time. Enjoy life for the next couple of weeks until the next weekender and uh, make sure to listen to the next episode when it comes out. We'll talk to you all soon. I'm Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD73. Thank you for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. The show is recorded live every Thursday at 8pm Central Time, plus or minus QRL. Connect to the live stream at url.bcts.info stroke LHS live. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the podcast by visiting the LHS Patreon page at patreon.com stroke LHS podcast or by using the contribute list on the homepage. Get in touch via social media. We have a presence on Discord, Facebook, IRC, Twitter and YouTube. Our IRC channel is hash LHS podcast on the Freenode network and the Discord invite link is url.bcts.info stroke discord you can also drop us an email at info at lhspodcast.info or leave us a voicemail at 1-909-LHS-SHOW that's 1-909-547-7469 visit the online LHS merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable show themed merchandise become an ambassador and represent LHS at a local Linux convention or hamfest. Email ambassadors at lhspodcast.info for more information or visit the homepage for details. Until next time, remember to always heed your hedonism. <laughs> <laughs>